Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 141, episode 4 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, Uh, fuck Fox News, fuck Rush Limbaugh, Uh, fuck Fox uh, Sexton, uh, fuck JK Rowling, uh, we're rolling, uh, fuck Ben Shapiro. It's Thursday, July 9th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. No family is safe when I throw shade. As courtesy of Perfume Genius, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Reparations, no bail. Release all prostitutes from jail. Okay, now you probably should have said sex workers, but uh, that was a tweet that Jessica Hill, at underscore Jessica Hill, she said, look at this tweet, because I think it's an AKA. Uh, And that came from at Braff BFA Home. But anyway, thank you. We all like... We all love those, uh, those, uh, what was that? Who, who did that song? P.O.D.? Yeah. No. Puddle uh, Mud? No. Wait, Papa uh, Roach. Damn. Papa Roach. Wow. Woo. One of those okay, P, one of those P words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mine was really courtesy of Perfume Genius. He just was like, yeah, that was a dope line that I wrote, and he rewrote it on Twitter today. No family is safe when I sashay. Uh, <laughs> he was like, yeah, remember, uh, just a reminder, no family is safe when I sashay. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat, all the way across the pond. She pew, 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 is pew. the hilarious, <laughs> the talented Charla Lorestan. It's me, Charla. Guys, seriously, I'm sitting here in awe of like your level of energy. Oh, I, 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 thank I, you. I just got back on cold brew coffee. Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. I haven't I had a cold brew since March until Monday, and I skipped a day. I'm back. I'm Cold so Brew sensitive. is low-key um, heroin slash cocaine. It's mm-hmm. it's incredibly <laughs> energizing. A speedball, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. It really goes right to my veins. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, and, and Jack said you were across the pond because, you know, you were, you were coming you with that accent. With, with Guys, the British accent. I've been watching I May Destroy You, and <laughs> I can't help but do the British accent every time I talk to anyone. And you know what? My most embarrassing thing is when someone who actually has a British accent starts talking to me. And I and this is in real life, in real life regular conversation, I will start doing a British accent and they'll look at uh-huh. me and they'll be like, did you just start doing a British accent? And I'll be Charlotte, like, yeah, hold on, is that hold bad? On a tick. Should I not Wait do it? Tick, yeah. I'm not trying to make fun of you. I promise. I just love it so much. I yeah. want to do it. I want to be British. Yeah, I, I think... Any look, I think it should not be offensive to do a British accent if you come right? from a colonized country. That's just right. This free <laughs> range. Do any I'm accent also, you want. What if I'm also coming from a good place in my heart? Is that yeah. enough? Is that because enough? I don't, see, I don't see race or accent. I don't really. see race. I'm not making fun of you. I but love, I love you. this one. I bloody yes. love this accent. I'm gonna tell yeah. you what. There I is, try to be I, respectful. I try to be respectful and shut and it do down. Do you do a thing where yeah. you hear someone speaking in the accent yes. and in your mind you go, Charlotte, don't. <laughs> and don't you like, so, so that you comes like, that comes like 10 minutes later. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that, that realization comes 10 minutes uh. later. Literally, like, if it's someone with, with an Irish accent, Australian accent. Irish I'll is tough go, for me. If it's a Jamaican accent, I can't even do a 
a Haitian accent. Like I'm Haitian, born and raised, and I cannot right. do one because I just don't hear it because it just sounds mm. like regular. It's talk. right. It is right. funny. I like can't when you, do especially it. you have an example too of your parents. Like you've yes. been raised hearing an accent. Like yes. my, it's I had to, to I have to work. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. People will be like, why can't you do a Haitian accent? I was just like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know how to do it. I don't but know. That's... I can talk like this because this sounds <laughs> crazy. You, know? you started off the you started off the call talking like that, and I yes, legitimately I took a beat to be like, "Wait, did <laughs> wait? Like, it's been a while since she's been has, on. Like, yeah. was has she always had? Is no, she English? No, no. This is what happened. No. She was on the show. Her career blew up. She came it back with, English, came with, back an, English with an English accent. accent. Yeah, <laughs> you may have seen me on literally nothing. No one knows who I am. That's great. Yeah. Charlotte, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to mm. tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about today. Uh, Donald Trump uh, is the president. Uh, <laughs> he is losing most of his support. It's, it's wild, man. It's still wild. Uh, he's losing most of his support in places where people are dying, which shouldn't be surprising, but uh, somehow, I don't know, it is. Uh, we're going to talk about his policy towards opening the schools. Uh, it's time to these open kids got to get back, back to work. Up. I mean, yeah. school. <laughs> uh, mm, <ugh. laughs> Yo, there is an article that's like fifth article down on the front page of the Drudge Report today. It just says "Civil War Inevitable in America." And it's just this basically an opinion piece from a far right person who doesn't realize they're far right, just thinks they're like at the center. Uh, but essentially, the thesis is they're going to have to kill us all pretty soon. Uh, at, Who's like, going to have to kill who? The the right. The Who's right gonna have to is kill going all to have us. to kill all, the rest of us. Uh, and okay. they're just like very matter of fact. And like, I mean, it's re it's the only reasonable thing to do. People are going to totally be on our side. Uh, but yeah, civil war is coming uh, because the left is funded by George Soros. It's it's very uh, you know just the matter of fact way. I don't know. I don't Man, know. if does this the Drudge has been Report realize that they're you know distributing I mean, this kind of information? Probably, probably yeah. not information, um, but inciting uh, vi inciting violence essentially. It's Matt, Matt Drudge kind of might have thrown some people off the scent because he has been pretty critical of Trump, but he's still pretty, pretty far right. And this article is actually critical today, of Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're going to do a little, might, might comment on the uh, surge in Karen dumb that we've been seeing as a, as a nation, all of that, plenty more. But first, Charla, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Hilarious. Um, guys, <laughs> my search history lately has been how to move to Canada, how to move to Netherlands, how to move to Germany. Um, and has there ever been a black writer on The Simpsons? Those are the things <laughs> that I <laughs> recently searched for. There hasn't been a black writer on The Simpsons. Has there it? has, actually. What? I don't think there's ever been a black woman. Michael Carrington is a black writer on The Simpsons. And I'm oh, pretty sure Mark wow. Wilmore is also, I don't know if he's currently, but I'm pretty sure he did write on The Simpsons. And but anybody in those know, first eight seasons? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I highly mm. doubt it. I highly, I highly doubt right. it. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. Yeah. And, you and so you're also looking at some some cool getaway options. Some cool getaways, <laughs> um, some refugee situations, um, because Americans have been blocked from going to other countries. You're not but going anywhere. 
I'm not going anywhere. Um, but yeah. I just want to be prepared because to me, like, I'm not looking at it just because of what's happening right now. Because I've been black this entire time and it's been dangerous <laughs> the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I, d- I just think long term, do I want to be in? And, and I'm thinking like this because of the response that America has had to a lot of these crises. Mm-hmm. Um and I, it just feels like overall America doesn't seem to have the political will, at least not yet. And I'm like, I don't know how bad it needs to get um, for there to be like, you know, every fucking mayor in America, <laughs> every fucking governor in America, like, no, you know, standing up and being like, this stuff needs to be passed right now. So, so it's that kind of mindset, that long term mindset that's getting me to, yeah. to Google these well, things. Yeah, until the class of people changes that are right. in politics, right. it's never going to change exactly because it, yeah. we have people who are operating in a completely different realm of existence and their yes. antennae are, tr- are tuned to a completely different frequency than the human beings that are their constituents. So they're so oblivious to everything and nothing is pressing. It's they're only so, like- They're so oblivious even in the midst of crisis, even mm-hmm. in the midst of everyone in the country becoming enlightened to- what's really going on and they're oblivious to their own bias and they're oblivious to their own ability to like, they're still very much tied to these, these um, the politics of six months ago. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, like the way that the Los Angeles in particular has put up such a fight to defunding police to doing anything. It doesn't show any real, moral reconciliation it doesn't show any real like apology like holy shit we're sorry holy shit we're racist and so are our policies and here's what we're gonna do to change it it is an emergency (laughs) and it's like and also everyone here is poor um and you know and there's too much income inequality and we need to fix it right now what can we do so i just i just feel like girl i'm tired i'm just like you know what <laughs> let me go mm. yeah, let me go boy. somewhere that is not trying me mentally constantly did you find out is there like what's the easiest place to move to that's none not of them, america yeah none At of them this are point, easy this point you're going to have an easier time getting into holland texas yes. than the none of them are easy country. I, none of them are easy my my husband has some family in canada which is why it's e- that's the first option Ooh. But otherwise, it's like, you know, none of them are easy. Yeah. yeah. And I don't have any skills. <laughs> I'm like a television writer in Hollywood. Like a lot of these for, right. high, for high skilled workers, you know, you can, if you get a job there, you have to get a job. And also it's just, it, this is like a very, I'm very privileged. Like I don't have ties. I don't have children. I don't have things that can make me, that can make it even harder to move. Mm-hmm. Um, right. but it's hard to move anyway. It's so I'm, and yeah. I just started looking into it. Especially yeah. when you look at that COVID map of North right. America Oof. and you look at the, like that border wall up North, yes. they're like, bro, you must be out your mind. Yes. You we let a <laughs> yes. single one of you assholes in here right now. And I totally you know? get it. I totally yeah. get it. You know, I'm an immigrant to America, <laughs> so I, right. I get it, but those were the days, huh? No yeah, problem. People wanted to get in here instead of, uh, the fuck out. Uh, yeah. The Mexican border, also, yeah, they yes, they have said no to us as well. They have said I mean, no. they, not officially Apparently. though, right? Have they done uh, it no, officially? But there, yeah, but, but there's the, definitely there's stories talk. like yeah, yeah. Border border towns are like yeah, on alert. please, yeah, they're on alert, <laughs> and as they should be, you know, yeah. as they should be. America has has a completely incompetent response to this crisis, and I, if anything, I'm just like, you know, 
I don't know, man. Like when when Trump won in 2016, it wasn't to me like a Trump thing. It was just like an America thing. Like I didn't look mm. at like I still that's why I, I would still leave, you know, even if Joe Biden wins, you know, this is an American problem. <laughs> like yeah. this this is not Trump individually. And the response to this crisis has shown how incompetent our systems are you know, yeah. structurally, foundationally, how racist they are and how hard, like I, an executive the other day, I was pitching a show about a, a black family. And, um, you know, one of the things that I was talking about was like how they're going to, how they experience racism. And he's like, but is that going to be relevant? You know, <laughs> like, because the world has changed. And the thing is like, this person very innocently said it because they, they don't realize Right. They don't realize really, and and it is like that to me is so quintessential of the American problem. Yeah. Well, like, we had that. We had yeah. that march. So isn't it? Yeah, over we now? had the march. We, yeah. People saw we're, the video. Right. So we're, they I painted Black Lives Matter on some streets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like, done so by a company over. that cuts trailers for movies. Right. Right. <laughs> it was that one yeah. on Hollywood Boulevard, oh, and I then didn't they they that. cut a deal with the city where they were like, and you can you can power wash that shit off in twenty four hours. Oh, nice. And it's like, okay, oh, really? so this, this was just a, a it's, branding exercise. It's just a gesture. Yeah, it's a yeah, gesture. Yeah, it's empty bullshit. And I'm it's sure empty. the people on that company are like, you know, we didn't we didn't publicize it, but, you know, we, we yeah. paid for that to be, we paid for that there. So. Yeah. There's an article in The Atlantic that people should check out called The Three Weeks That Changed Everything that is by a amateur pilot. And it compares, it tries to do, like, I guess every time there's a plane crash, the uh, National Transportation Safety Board does like a deep investigation. And so it tries to do that same sort of investigation into what went wrong with coronavirus and the American response. And it's it's pretty enlightening. It. Mm does uh suggest that it really is basically we had all the systems in place we just the, had the wrong uh administration in yeah uh, no in way Ooh, i'll read that yeah it's worth it's worth checking out uh what is something you think is underrated um i hate these guys honestly <laughs> i think profit sharing is underrated you know i'm just throwing mm. it out there i don't know i think yeah. i think particularly in hollywood um, this is a place where corporations take our stories and then they, you don't own your, even if you get a TV show, you don't own it. And I'm just like, uh, people should talk about that more. Cause even when you bring it up, they talk about how there's no precedent for it. But in the UK, you know, if you create a show, um, there is precedent for owning a copyright to your show. Um, huh. but in America, that is not the case. So huh. I think if we start a conversation here about it and, you know, here, you know, when I've tried to bring it up before, there's a lot of gaslighting that happens that, you know, that you're asking for too much. There's also that like you're a poor artist, you know, and this is your shot. So you don't want to fuck up your shot. And that's how they get you to not ask for things. It's a manipulation tool. And it's how they get you to not ask for what you should get, you know, because yeah. they, because if they give you a percentage of your copyright or you own your copyright, what does that mean for everybody else? Now we're not going to make it as, as much money. And I'm just like, instead of gaslighting us into thinking that it's impossible and you're, everybody does it, your lawyer, your manager, everybody does it. Um, I don't see why profit sharing, if we really want to change the structures of this country, if we really want to distribute wealth, then let's give people, let's give artists what they rightfully deserve. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm like, that's mine. 
Yeah, I mean, I think this every game is built on some person who is the boss or the employer holding some kind of infrastructure over Absolutely. the creator's head and being like, well, how are you going to do it without this? Yes. So if you want to do this, then I get 60% or I get yeah. 70%. Or I get 100%. Or I get, yeah, yeah. that's like, that's a fantasy version. Or it's yeah. like, yeah, like we'll put your name on it. Yes. And then, you know, you get your created by and then you can walk around town with yeah. that. But uh, and let's this be is real, part of what the WGA. Yeah, I don't know if you guys I mean, this is part of what the WGA has fought over with the agencies and things like that. It's because agencies became production houses yeah. who owned portions of the show and you didn't have to. And they told you, oh, you don't have to pay us 10 percent because, you know, it's packaged. And it's like, of course, completely you know, not in the best interests of the client. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's not a sound business practice to own something that belongs to your client and then, you know, tell them, you know, placate them by telling them that you don't have to pay 10%, you know, get out of here, dude. So you mean that you and and this studio and this network get to profit off of the life of this show and I just get Mm -hmm. a paycheck? Oh, Is yeah. Is that what I'm we're sorry. doing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so I'm sorry, Charlotte. I realize you, uh, yes. you're not from this country. What right, we do right. here is we take your labor yes. and we exploit it uh, exponentially. Oh. So what, oh. hap- what ends up happening is you, the person who did all the oh. work and spent a lifetime of yes. putting these experiences together and educating yourself to the point that you could even verbalize or articulate these experiences into script form, we take that and we say, uh-huh. we have cameras, though, and that's why it's ours. And then Ooh. you get your little check and then we get everything else. What a Hi, deal. So. And then I'm poor again in like two years after I yeah. paid off my massive student loans and yeah, I bought a house, kid. you know? Thank you. Yeah. Look at Thank what you. happened to the people who wrote the original Lion King script. They what like happened? I think they got maybe a hundred <laughs> no, like seventy five thousand dollars in the first place and Holy nothing shit. else. Holy no shit. rights to anything, didn't and it was a script that they worked on with Disney for I think three or four years. So yeah. it was it ended up being like below poverty wages. The Lion that they were King paid. script. The yeah. Lion original. King. They yeah. wrote it. No residuals. <laughs> Nothing. Are you kidding me? N- completely uninvolved, and then didn't get any residuals for the live action. Are uh, you version. kidding? <laughs> that was a shot for shot remake. That is yeah. their copyright. Written. This is. You yeah. know what? This is. <laughs> And then on time, last time we brought it up, I'm like, and then they ripped off Japanese IP to even come up with Simba. That was a character named Kimba in Japan. (laughs) That's unbelievable. Who was the Kimba the White Lion. And like Pride Rock and shit all looked the same. Anyway, whatever. But see, this is is the thing everyone has to think about. Like at every level, right? You don't have to work in the entertainment industry. It's like you could work at a job where you are on a factory line and you are putting, dude, your body is aching. You are the person doing all this work. You are the person waking up early. The people who, how is it that the people making the most money are doing the least amount of fucking work? Yes. Yeah. Like realistically. Yeah. That's okay. how this, that's how this whole game works is like the smarter people are like, look, bro, eventually it gets to a point where you get so rich, you just figure out how to never work and just move shit around. So the, these checks just keep stacking up and you don't give a fuck what the fallout is for the people you quote unquote employ. Yeah. Um, so angry. This is why I need to get, leave. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's why I need to stay because I'm so angry. I continue to be angry, but I'm tired. I think we just need to get to a tipping point where people are able to make sense of what is happening more than just being like, oh, this sucks. Like most people just, it ends there. Like, it ends there, yeah. Why is it like that versus- Or or you're too poor, you're struggling too much, you're too yeah. busy taking care of your kids, doing your part-time, your full-time job that pays part-time wages, like to even- right. 
think or, about this thing. Or finding out that you are actually not, you're, you're paid a living wage through unemployment yes. and not yes. even working. And not even through regular job. Aren't so you embarrassed, America? Aren't you ashamed? <laughs> like, what a shame, dude. Well, th- that's the difference, right? People like, you know, the, like us or who, who listen to our show, like we yeah. can, we're trying to look at it objectively and be like, this can't be the best thing. Cause I'm this looking can't. at other countries where, you know, the GDP on paper yeah. is lower, but the life expectancy is way higher. What the fuck is that? Yes. Um, but you know think, what? Yeah. This is challenging our culture, right? Because we have a culture of individualism. We have a culture of billionaire worship. We have a culture of pull yourself up by your bootstraps, a culture of shaming the poor and feeling ashamed. I remember there have been the first time I applied for unemployment, I was ashamed to apply for unemployment because I felt like it was a personal failure and yeah. not something that and not something that is a societal, you know, safety net. Like right. what is wrong with kindness? What is wrong with taking care of each other? What is wrong with making sure your neighbor has somewhere to sleep? Like Los Angeles, California is one of the richest places in the world. It has a glittering Hollywood, and we have the most embarrassing, disgusting homelessness problem I've ever seen in my life. Koreatown yeah. is is like ground central. Everywhere. I mean, yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere you look. Aren't you embarrassed, Gavin Newsom? Aren't you embarrassed, Garcetti? You put again, mo- you took you took is- the money and you brought in the fucking National Guard when we were protesting, but you can't take that money and house some people. No. Why because the fuck again, should we <laughs> why it's the, the class should, of people? Should it's we the class give a of shit. people. Yeah, it's Eric, Garcetti is a career. He comes from he's a dynastic a real, political family. He really They're, does. They've what? These, what are you? The, yeah, I'm sorry, Miles. I'm mad. No, I mean like you should. I feel like this. I'm sorry, if you I'm have, sorry. if you have not felt the pain of yes. hunger or yes. a, the confusion or a stress of not knowing where a paycheck is going to yes. come from and balancing your own checkbook, your own needs with the needs of your family, if you yes. do not have that experience, you have no place telling people what it's like to live in this country you i'm sorry no just place. at a basic level i'm not saying every person has to be destitute at the very least no though place. you can't you can't you should not be able to step into the halls of power on some like well i don't know i never really had a job because my dad owns resign. nine companies garcetti blah, blah, blah. Is number one person he should resign watching yeah. garcetti suck the dick of the police while the people <sighs> are sitting while he's kneeling with us like this right. is some sort of yeah. Some sort of bullshit empty gesture. Don't give people empty gestures. People are are angry. People are scared. People are hungry. People are worried. We we have food insecurity, financial insecurity, job insecurity. Get the fuck up and resign right. and say, I didn't do a good job. I don't get it. I don't right. get it. Okay. I'm racist. Sorry. That's the best, actually, <laughs> the best shit anybody could say. Any white person right now who fucks up publicly... All your apology needs to be like, fuck this bullshit. I'm listening because that's something right. that some PR company has come up with lately yeah. where white people are like, I'm listening. We're listening. We're listening. <laughs> we weren't listening. You know what would be a better apology is to be like, I'm racist. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm racist. And I didn't realize it until just now. Or maybe mm-hmm. I did. And I I've did, never had to I'm pay so, consequences for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, it turns whatever out, yeah. it is. Turns I'm, out, you know what? Fuck it. I'm racist. <laughs> I'm backwards as fuck, that's, y'all. I got to go. The, only apology that i can imagine responding with a thank you <laughs> thank honestly, you honestly that could be one like that's trump wins it. a re-election if trump yeah. gets you know what i've realized i've been on some fuck shit this i've been whole on time. some bullshit <laughs> i've been I'm on some bullshit supremacist. racism I'm sorry you know i was yeah. completely fucking up i gotta go i'm gonna oh take i'm gonna take a breather real quick people be I like can't. damn the fuck i mean Resign we still voted that out, but ah anyway
Arcetti resign, please. You're, <laughs> you're an, all of uh, so many people. It's not even just him. It's so many of these politicians. Pretty much resign, everybody resign, except resign. a <laughs> handful of uh, bureaucrats in the city, I think, are, are yeah. worth it. Yeah. A handful, mm-hmm. maybe. Literally. Um, I, I mean, because like, yeah. like, there are five, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Even the people who now are like okay with defunding the police, I'm just watching them <laughs> because yeah. I'm just like, I, mm-hmm. I don't trust you yet, and, and nor should I, you know? Yeah. Nor should yeah. I. Uh, All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with your overrated MBA. And we're back. And Charlie, we like to ask our guests, what is something that you think is overrated? Hollywood. Okay. (laughs) Hollywood girl. What about it? What about it? What about it? it, girl? You know what? I came to Hollywood. <laughs> you guys, I've been the just glimmer been in your eye. The glim- you know, I just been sitting in my house, you know, <laughs> looking around. Mm-hmm. And you know, I came to Hollywood. I was born in Haiti, came to America when I was four. You know, I never imagined that I could come here and work here and do this. I felt like, oh my God, the American dream. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, when you like the first time I ever came to Hollywood, it was on a first class flight. I had never gone first cl- class before. I was just like, you know, like, right. What what an amazing blessing. What, what How amazing. Then I land. And then the racial segregation, the economic segregation, when you get here, the homelessness, the crumbling highways, <laughs> you're just like. Hmm, interesting and then you get into the writer's room <laughs> and <laughs> you start and, and then you start to meet you know the execs you start to meet uh you go on these generals you start to meet people you start you sit in a writer's room and par- maybe you're the only black person maybe you're not you know what i mean but your boss certainly isn't black none of them are <laughs> like mm-hmm. um and then you start to go man this place is literally exactly like the rest of this place you know hollywood is exactly like the rest of america and the thing yeah. that is so disappointing is that it claimed it espouses to be something else <laughs> it, is, it espouses to be something different and just to see how not different it is and not even just hollywood california the entire mm. place you know i thought i was coming into like a liberal bastion into like a hippie um paradise and you're just not <laughs> you know like this is still very much corporate america Hollywood is you know just as greedy as the rest of the country as every other corporation and you know, I just I, I just feel like it's overrated as fuck. I mean, yeah, <laughs> overrated or that. needs to be rated. I mean, when you really take a second to think about it, it's the epicenter of like our insidious media complex. You know, yes. all, all the messaging we send out to our own children, us growing up, the rest of the world at large. It starts mostly out of here. You yes. know, like with the move, the way we portray each other, the way yes. we put. Port- the shit really is coming at all. It really is this it's city. It's from here. We are the and, propaganda capital of the world, and we and have a responsibility right. um, to do things behind camera. I remember, like, when that, um, oh, my God, what was that? Like, it was, like, Effie, what's her name? Like, she started talking about, uh, she was one of those producers that started talking about how there's no black people behind the camera. You know, like, right. how you put you put these black stories on, but they're written by white writers. Effie and that was Brown, such a huge Effie Brown, yeah. Yeah. And that was such a huge deal. <laughs> yeah. Because Hollywood was like, it was like, you know, drama, mm. you know? And it was just mm. like, girl, it's so much worse. <laughs> like, I had, and I wasn't, I didn't live here yet, I don't think. And so I hadn't experienced 
what she was talking about because I was just like, oh, that's so weird, you know, because Hollywood, not weird, but no one talked about it before she right. really talked about it. or not as publicly, not to Matt Damon's face. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you think you think uh, name calling is bad telling a, right. a white liberal they're racist. Yes. yes. That uh, in the Karen story. There, there was that incident where a woman and her husband were threatening to call the police on somebody for writing Black Lives Matter on their yes, own. Yes. Oh yeah, the woman who had like the Guy Fox mask eyebrows. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But she was like, she seemed so amused, and that somebody would even consider her racist. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that just summed up everything about LA to me. Yes. Like the Ooh. just this idea, the smugness of like Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. I am definitely not racist. <laughs> yeah. I'm I live just, in Hollywood. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I have a black maid, okay? Um right. yeah. or nanny or whatever, you know, insert and she's family. <laughs> yeah. She's assistant. Family. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I give her all my clothes. I give her yeah. all my clothes. Okay. They're nice too. They're nice. <laughs> So don't tell me I'm racist. <laughs> no, 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 not today. <laughs> Guys, that brings me to my myth. I'm so, I know What's you're that? leading this, but it no, is I like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is that liberals aren't racist. That is a great myth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That you know I can debunk any minute you need me to. <laughs> I can debunk any day. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine too. You know, the coming to LA right because you think of like of like it's all like it's chilled out and yeah it's like different than other cities you've been to but yeah there is this thing of where I think w- people in this city pat themselves on the back even harder yes. for yes, this they shit do. Yeah. like really to the point where they don't realize how far gone they actually yes. can be yes uh because you every step you take every turn you take you can see just sort of there's a lack of real awareness like if you really yes. saw the city for what it is you're like man this thing's been redlined to fucking hell uh it's and crazy. it's you there's like five there's five different la's that you can yes. experience yes. um mm-hmm. and but uh, they're the one that is constantly sort of you know projected outwardly yeah. is the one mm-hmm. where everybody's like you know at nice bars in the San in santa monica everything looks like a fucking stock photo it's like all yeah. inclusive and, and we're lgbtq friendly and we're poc you know all this other stuff and you know what? But I do think that um, the Democratic Party is exactly like that. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I, the Democratic Party is very racist and doesn't, again, like most liberals, just don't understand their bias. They don't see their unconscious bias in their own racism. So, right. Uh, and, and I want to say this because <laughs> some people have come for me. When I've talked about the Democratic Party, I'm not here to mm-hmm. do fucking anyone's bidding when I say yes. that. I'm looking straight up at something yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. saying this is not purpose. This is yeah. politics because purpose right. is yeah. pulling up for people and funding the community. If you the second you start watering shit down because you give a fuck about what mm-hmm. a lobbyist told you, I don't that's not that's not the real shit. And I think that's what is happening right with all of this. These ideas are starting to crumble a bit i think those are going to be the hopefully the positives we come out out of here is we abandon that bootstrap shit we abandon the shaming of the poor we abandon the billionaire worship and can move on to something really substantive because seeing all this lack of caring and lack of humanity around is only inspiring people to be like hold on man like i we should not be doing shit like this and that's why i look at a party i've been told to vote for familially uh, yes. And culturally, for a long time, telling me what side of the fence I'm on. But now I'm I've well, I've been at a point for a number of years since leaving politics 
where it, it, it the purpose has to be the really the real driving force behind everything and rather than like well it's to, if you're doing that then biden could lose i don't yeah that's not what i'm looking i'm yes. looking at people getting killed and lynched in the street yes. i'm and looking at people getting left behind because they can't afford to live that's yeah. what's fucked up to me not who and, if it's a d or r in the white house and this is the same shit they do <laughs> every time right like they always like it's again that south park episode <laughs> there's a south park <laughs> episode where you have to vote between a, a turd sandwich and a piece of shit or something like that. Right, right, right. And, and like, this is the kind of fear that they instill in us, but without, they instill this kind of fear that if we don't vote for the Democratic Party, then we're, you know, then we're splitting the vote. We're doing all these other things. But then I'm just like, isn't the onus on the Democratic Party to put up candidates that we actually want to support? Like when right. we watch the Democratic Party actively disenfranchise Bernie, actively not support him, even if he's getting the votes to garner that support should i give a fuck about who you want me to vote for <laughs> like should i even give a fuck like like how do well, I, I think that's the difference you as a party you're because some people are moving past politics and towards yeah. purpose you yes. know i think yeah. it was easier in the from 2007 for a good nine years it was like yes like you know what i know i trust this machine to yes. do the equitable thing Yes. Then we sort of look and we're like, mm, I don't know if it was doing really the best thing. Didn't it could have been it. actually when yeah. I look about when I think about it because yeah. I'm measuring that against what I see in my own community, yeah. and I don't think things are getting better. Um, yeah. And I think people have to, you know, obviously I, I don't and I don't and I don't. I'm not critical of the Democratic Party because I'm trying to you know deflate enthusiasm to blow Trump out in November, and absolutely not. What I'm trying, I say this because I feel like as Americans. People really need to begin re-examining how this political thing works because if we're just here because of D or R, yeah, we get fucked in the end either way. If we're not yeah. demanding real like purpose-driven legislation, yes. then it's for nothing. I and don't they just want their game. Yeah, I don't just want purpose-driven legislation. I want thoughtful, smart leaders. I want yeah, people of course, who everything. Who, <laughs> yes, I want people. The thing is, to me, it's like. Our racism problem that is in this country is a capitalism problem. It Absolutely. just Absolutely. is. It's a cap. Like all of these problems are a capitalism problem. Why can't I have thoughtful, smart leadership? Because capitalism has taken over our politics. Because yeah. money has taken over our politics. It is never going to be equitable and real democracy until until these people aren't doing the bidding of you know, whoever's yeah. paying them, you know, and it's really hard to have any kind of integrity. It's really hard for me to respect any of my leg legislators when, I mean, honestly, like I, I support and I donate to candidates who don't take PAC, corporate PAC money. If that's yeah. the, if that's the little thing that I can do and I'm not waiting for these people to legislate socialism, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to start doing it little by little bit on my own. If I have a little bit, you know, I help my friend, I help my family. Like I'm not, I'm not waiting. F like the culture can't wait for them. We got to do it ourselves. No, people you know are what dying I mean? right people now. People are dying. Yeah. People right are being now. murdered. Been, people been dying. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. People been dying. Yes. And now we're at a point where we look at our politicians. You're like, come on, like right now, yes. really right now. Yes. Cause everybody's seeing it in the most, like, we it. might need more assistance. Oof. I mean, 
one of the first things they should be doing is when the second they saw that some people are living a better life because their their actual job is paying less than the support they were getting from the government, the yes. first thing we like, we got to change the, the, the minimum wage because there should be nobody yes, out exactly. here being like, it's right. actually, it actually makes and more sense for me to exactly. be on unemployment. Than, yes. But again, and states can do that on their own, right? Like, but, states but it's can a capitalism question. It's a capitalism. Then yeah. that means the employer has to take less, and that means there's less revenue to split up at the end, and then the shareholder value goes down. Da, 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 and then you're stuck with people doing, you know, wage or tip augmented uh, income, you know, at a restaurant yeah. and things like that. Like all this shit is meant for the rich people to not have to dig into their top pockets too much. Yeah, people who people who are saying that like we're doing we're helping trump by criticizing biden like there there needs to be something beyond it i feel like that's a a very outdated viewpoint that like well you just have to swallow the medicine and support biden without like thinking about like connecting that to that larger purpose like right. what are we going to do because it just feels like it's way too easy for people to be like yeah but it's better than trump and then so somebody said that like people, a lot of like the liberal class wants Biden to win so they can stop paying attention to politics again. And like, right. that's, that needs that's to be. That's why I'm moving. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that. Because you need not... to be engaged. You need to be engaged the whole time. And right. unfortunately at a certain level of engagement, you begin to see a lot of things that will disgust you and yeah. you will begin to completely rethink things. So it's really depending on your level of engagement. I don't I'm not out here saying don't everybody fucking let's hope Trump gets another thing because the whole I'm not an accelerationist yeah, necessarily. Right. I think on some levels clearly we need to shit needs to get popping a little bit quicker, but not to the point where like a second Trump administration yeah. is going to be absolute absolute disaster. More so than just getting another smiling capitalist in, but it's yeah i mean the stakes are the stakes are very clear to everyone but at the end of the day we will we, we what we're saying is the real at least yeah. from my perspective that's what i look at because if you're if you're out here saying you understand if you're going to wear a kente cloth and take a knee and you say you understand that black that was lives so are fucking at embarrassing. Stake, then really <laughs> put some legislation forward that actually communicates to me that you understand the problem because the only legislation i saw shows me that you want to not piss the cops off. That's right. what that's what you didn't you don't give a you fuck. You don't want to piss your wallets dying. off. You don't want to piss right. your wallets off. You don't want to piss anything off. And it's just like that's why you guys need to go. That's why we need and and the thing is like I'm not done criticizing the Democratic Party. I'm gonna criticize whoever comes into office because that is what you ask for when you be when you come into public office. You ask to be criticized. Um yeah. good or bad. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't want to just clap for the good things you do but i want to i want to engage i feel like they in, they are condescending to us the democratic party yeah. is condescending to us as a voter base and they want us to clap because they're not as bad as the republicans but they're they're just as bad i think because of that bullshit kneeling with the kente cloth because of the complete disconnect between what who they are and what they believe and what they espouse to be to us for, to make us vote for them. So I'm just like, yes, I will vote, you know, according to my own survival, but I would yeah. like it to get to a point where I can vote making a smart decision and not just 
emotional decision, right. a decision based off of whether or not they like black people. I would like to legislate the shit out of this. <laughs> like, yeah, right. To the point where it's like, it's not about if you have a black friend, if you know a black person, if your daughter is half black, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, it's not right. about your personal connection to me, whether or not you like me. It's about people being able to live happy and free and safe and and not giving a fuck about your feelings. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's angry. Like, <laughs> no. But no. that's I, and there's I, like, too again, much there's too I'm much work critical. to do to sit around like clapping for anybody. Yeah. yeah. Or, and it's stupid. It's just it's really disingenuous and it's lazy to just say, "Well, you're being critical cuz you want Trump to win." No. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? I'm critical because I'm looking at real fucked up problems in this country yeah. and I think we need to change them. So yeah. I'm I will speak I will you know, I'm, 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 I will, I will advocate on behalf of what I believe the direction is that the country can move towards that can be more inclusive and humane to people of all backgrounds and mm-hmm. classes. That's what it's all about. It's not because yeah. I want Donald. What the fuck are you talking about? It's because you know I think we can. I think we can treat each other with a base level of humanity that we've still not been able to get there yet. That's that's step one. Is like, can we get to humanity? People are fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Like America, you know, is stupid, frankly, you know, like and I'm a part of that American culture of, you know, not a part of it. But like people here are anti-intellectual. They're anti like they hated Obama because he was too smart. He thinks he's too smart. And I'm like, do you know what you sound like? You're shooting on somebody because they're educated, and the idea that education here is something that is, you know, associated with the city, associated with being like hoity-toity, like uppity, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, go to school, make your schools better, put books in your schools, like have people read, right. you know, yeah. people don't read and it's, and we're distracted. Like there are just so many, I, th- this is, you know what, like, I just feel like I'm too tired to focus on the problems anymore because they're so deep. They're so entrenched. I feel like all I can do is what I said before, which is I'm not waiting for these people to legislate. Um, I I want to start in my community, amongst my friends, amongst my family, to help to distribute wealth, to redistribute wealth. You know what I mean? Like if somebody mm-hmm. needs help, I want to help them. I want I'm starting like a writers on fire group to help um, writers and artists learn about financial literacy. Like, I just feel like, Mm. what can I do that's small right now? What can we do that's small right now? And I feel like a lot of us have been doing it. We've been donating to those bond, jail bond funds, bail funds, I mean. Been donating to, like, politicians. Like, we showed up at protests. Those things have given me hope. Those things have given me, like, they've reinvigorated me. They've made me love my fellow human, you know, because people realize we're all in this together. But I, I just feel like... It is it is an emergency to get these these politicians the fuck out. <laughs> like I just hate them so much. Yeah, it's just tough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so it, it, we get nihilistic, and it yeah. feels like nothing's going to change. And yeah, naturally, your solution would be like, well, if I'm in a situation where I have there's a high risk I could be murdered, yes. p- purely based on my race, um, and I have to wait for legislators to put that into law or change the rules around it or change the oppressive systems around me that I can feel safe. Like, yeah, then naturally you can be like, yeah, why the fuck am I going to wait for that? If you have the ability to, because obviously that is like you acknowledged earlier, 
very privileged position to be able to say like, well, I could take my ass to another country if I, I so wanted to. But if they are accepting me. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Eventually, hopefully they will be, you know, borders will open. I feel like this is like years into the future. Who knows when that stuff will happen? Who knows if America right. will ever get the coronavirus under control? I just feel like I need for my own personal mental health, <laughs> like some sort of a exit plan. Yeah. Um and not even just an exit plan. It's just like me just being very <clears throat> I'm very tired of the culture. I'm I'm tired of the the infighting. You know, like every time one of us has to answer to a ridiculous racist sentiment, you know? Like mm-hmm. um like that anti-intellectualism that you were just talking about, Miles. I'm just like, why do I even have to answer this bullshit? <laughs> this is so stupid. There's so there are emergencies. And we're sitting here, right. you know, arguing about a flag, arguing about- They're like, about- well, I don't know. The Republicans actually freed the slave. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, sir. Please. Yeah. Uh, over mm-hmm. there to the to the left, please. <laughs> yeah. He's, um, or the Drudge Report posting that fucking uh, a call to a civil war. Like, this stuff is dangerous. And it, it ain't a game. It is very dangerous. <laughs> it's it's not, not a game. game. And yeah, I don't think it's, I, I think it's like, we we can't dismiss it. Like it, it's easy to just be like, ah, that's fear mongering. I mean, the guy in the article even says like, well, I, I'm going to be accused of doom mongering, but it's like they, I don't know. It seems very real and very like they're spending a lot of time thinking about killing us all. Didn't um, didn't Tom didn't the Tom Cotton article get the New York Times editor like fired? Didn't he leave? <laughs> didn't he resign after that? Yeah. Yeah. Why why would the Drudge Report not take a page from that book and be like, you know what? Because it's one guy. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's one, one guy. guy and oh, I see. Huge conservative. Yeah. Uh so And the, I, the format of the website, you know, not a lot of not a lot of people, not a lot of staff for that thing. Right. Right. I get it. And it's yeah, it's just him. I mean, he's he's traditionally been very conservative and the fact that he's critical of Trump doesn't uh cuz you know white supremacy is a death cult at the end yeah. of the day it and is. that's yeah. what there's that's the that's the call to arms is not because of whatever they're saying it is yeah. it's because the people who are most energized in this like sort of existential fight for their li- lives are racists who yeah. are their 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 biggest fear is the inversion of racial status and power in this country yes. and that yeah. is the final battle to be fought in this country and you can tell when because th- there are yes racist people are getting much more aggressive uh yeah. there is there are more and more incidents because they see the change they see the change yeah. and they're yeah. scared um, and i understand that they're they're scared but it's interesting when you compare like what the existential dilemma to a comfortable white person is who just doesn't like that you know bubba wallace got nascar to ban yeah. the confederate flag versus people who are being killed in the street, terrorized yeah. by police, uh, being you know very, very much systematically uh, gutted of any kind of social services or welfare uh, access to income? Those are also real stakes for people too. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, there's just a definite that all of this inequity is. I, I I'm I'm not sure I'm not certain how it ends in a nice way without there being no. real yeah. real change or upheaval on some level. Yeah. You know what's the most um, sad thing about white supremacists? It's not only is it a death cult, but it's like, don't you guys realize that everybody, or at least to me, 
you're just screaming about the fact that you think you're inferior or that you know you're inferior. You're afraid of the fact that you're inferior. So it's yeah. just like, so so you literally would rather die <laughs> than be equal or or whatever it is. It's just like such a, it's such a pitiful mindset to me. It's such a, it's 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 just a mindset that I just find so sad i'm just like it's hot it's It's just so sad i'm just like so you just are so afraid that you are inferior i mean so that you would rather kill yourself extend i'd hate to extend any empathy towards any white supremacists but like in terms of their ideology they they've been fed all these like things that they thought were really made them better that were all illusory not real so they were like well yeah maybe you know the we're not doing hot in this case but at least the presidents are white Oh yeah, shit! Right. Then yeah. Barack Obama came along. Well, yes. you know, at least that. Yes. But we can at least the GOP can maintain control of these state houses, and you know, yeah. they people know what time it is. Oh wait, now that's yeah. even crumbling. Yeah. Well, now at least we got the, you know the police force, and that's yeah. a way we can terrorize people. Oh wait, that's more crumbling. people are catching on to that, and that's yeah. crumbling. Well, at least we got these statues. Like it keeps getting whittled down to bullshit. To now yeah. they're just like, well, at least we have these statues, and now that <laughs> that's coming the- down, of course you would be like, oh shit, it's the fucking fourth quarter. And yeah. I'm on the bench. I got to yeah. get up out. I got to suit up. Yep. And I I do think it's a myth that they're all stupid. Like I yeah, I think I agree. that I think that uh in the same way that like people are always surprised to find that like when you look at cult members they actually score higher on uh intelligence tests than uh the average person and it's no because way. they're able to How can to, that be true? <laughs> Because they're able to argue, contrary thinking. Yeah. Okay. They're able to make the argument in their own mm-hmm. head to whatever is convenient for them to believe at that time, and whatever mm-hmm. keeps them comfortable. And so, I think I think we underrate their intelligence, and also underrate like how they know what they're doing. Like they believe in white supremacy, and they're mm-hmm. protecting that. They're using their faculties uh, and what's available to them to to protect that. Um, right. You know what, man? I take it back. I mean, I just feel like it's just a pitiful state. Like it just is like you yeah, screaming about how pitiful you are. Um, yeah. Oh, totally. It's it's and but even worse is how they're reinforced or you know upheld by our legislators. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I remember when the Charleston shooting happened and Bree Newsom. I think her last name is Newsom. Bree Newsom took the. Uh, confederate flag down from the um charleston state capital or and or south carolina state capital and she was arrested because it was a protest but just the fact that they wouldn't put take that flag down after those nine church members were murdered by a white supremacist yeah just the fact that you know like when white supremacists come to march like or or the fact that that conservative white supremacist views are talked about as something that are both sides of the argument you know there are good people on both sides or you know reach across the aisle you know reach across the aisle to what to right. a white supremacist what the fuck are we talking about like yeah. this doesn't make any sense you know the fact who that hates me yeah right the fact that you know the drudge report can even put up this argument as an argument and not something that is just a danger to the safety of the american people is what upholds these things this is what i mean about the culture like the or the Mm -hmm. fact that like when we talk about 
police, you know, defunding the police. I have not seen any articles about white fear. You know, like, like, let's address the fact that white people are afraid of the fact that there might not be a police. Right. And I'm and I'm just like, let's talk about it because it's a legitimate fear. You know, no, I but called then, the police. then they could connect <laughs> like, with how irrational that yes. is and then begin to see objectively that maybe these alternatives that people are talking about may be worth listening to. Like maybe it's they're all, worth listening to. It's a it's a very like that's where the the, the hand the media plays because they yeah. could be like, Hey man, white people probably scared. You should actually probably know about this phenomenon sociologically yeah. that you're going through. It's not just because this idea is bad or yeah. whatever, whatever you think of it. First, there your limbic system is being taken over and your flight yes. res- your fight or flight response has kicked yeah. in. And that is what's determined what's happening. You're not taking a second to actually look at something, think about it, review the facts, review the history. Yes. But that's not what it is. So I was like, is defund the police too aggressive and radical? Are black <laughs> people crazy? asking for too much again? Yeah. yeah. Mm. But I'm just like, you're watching these really chilling murders, you know, and let's address the fact, let's address your own bias, which you should absolutely have because of the way that the country works. Like, of course you have bias. Of course you're racist, you know, like you just are like, that is the way that America works. So it's just like, if you're afraid, let's talk about it. Let's, let's, let's debunk those fears um that the you know whatever fears you have that black people are coming as an army you know black people are really busy they're not coming for you like yeah, i sorry, promise they have things black to do people have been systematically reduced to yes. not be able to have the time to we don't have time because working low income jobs we that's don't have time and our poverty is yeah. your poverty racism is a capitalism problem so it's just like we all poor girl ain't nobody coming for you like let yeah. You better believe that fear. when when black armed protesters were like marching last week, that was yes. you. Those photographs of that were on the front page of the Drudge Report. Okay, yeah. they yeah. want yeah because to stoke that white fear, you like yep. white people should be afraid of these black people who are armed, are demanding and, equality. Yeah, who are demanding equality, who are armed because it's legal, right? In that the state that they are for white oh, yeah, people, but- it's legal. That's also mm-hmm. the trick is yeah. also recontextualizing the fight for equality as violence. Yes. You know, Absolutely. oh, why are they looting or what's that? Look, yeah. look what happened. I mean, look, we get it. The, the, these people are being mur- murdered by the police, but that's not how to do that or whatever. Yeah, that's it's not how to do it. Yeah. It's, it's completely in, it's disingenuous to even yeah. look at something like that when you should be like, things are so bad. Yeah. There are people in this country who will burn shit down because yeah. they are. I know it's hard to believe from your place of comfort and mine yeah. as a media analyst yeah. slash anchor slash news presenter, we know nothing of the strife and struggle of, of a person of color in this country. Yeah. So we'll look at it that far removed and then be like, oh, well, I wouldn't do it like that. Yeah. You wouldn't do it like that because you've never even been in a situation like that. So how could you, you don't even have the wherewithal to even begin to to analyze what you're seeing. And then we get these like mixed messages out that, then every other person's like, you know, I agree with the protests, but I don't know if it has to happen like that when it should yeah. be like, I didn't realize it was burned shit bad. down bad yeah. for some people. Yeah. yeah. And I can't believe, and it's so abstract to me that I've yeah. never known burn shit down anger. Yeah. What does and that mean privilege. for me as a white, what does that mean for me as a white person in America that it's burned shit down bad? And it's been yeah. that, and this is not the first time <laughs> shit has been burned right. down. What yeah. does that mean? And your position as a white person is uh, based on 
advantages and privileges that have contributed to things yeah. being that bad for other people. And it does not mean that you should feel guilty, like guilty about this. This is not about you individually being no, white. Guilt. It has no, guilt. like, I'm just like, if I hear another white guilt shit, I was like, there is no time for this. <laughs> like, right. You do yeah. not have time to stroke your, you know, your realization that you're white. Like it, let's get over this and move on. This is not about an individual issue. This is not about you. It's about the country is burning down. I remember. But it's easier. I think it's easier to look at that as a solution is to be like, we yes. should acknowledge our hand in this, and then yeah, and then it'll what? Get better and, and then what? No, it ends yeah. there. No, it ends. It there. ends. I it ends at I easier. feel guilty. Great. Yep. And I did the work. <laughs> I did the. I did the work Great. that I connected with how yeah. bad it could be for a moment, and now I've felt a requisite amount of discomfort. I will now yeah. push that away and keep it moving. But I did feel it though. So don't <laughs> don't get me wrong. I did feel it. Mm. But I just didn't choose to keep thinking further, which is, yes, now put some put some action in because the, yeah. it's not the tears that people are after. It's it's these laws that are going to keep necks knees off of necks and no knock warrants and people mysteriously getting murdered and the cops having the power. To be like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're living People in a dystopia. Us. We're living in a dystopia. Yeah. And it has been that that way for so long. I was going to say, I remember in 2016 when Trump won. Um, uh, a, a magazine reached out to a bunch of Brooklyn comics asking if we can, you know, you know, how are we going to make fun of this? How are we going to make fun of Trump? And I just remember as a black ass person just being like, why would we make fun of this? <laughs> this isn't funny. Right. We can't just, everything can't just be hilarious. It was one of the things that made me like question, do I want to even do stand up anymore? If this is the way that we that I'm viewed, you know what I mean? Like as right. someone who is not, who is first and foremost a jokester, who when they are presented with an existential threat, first thinks about how is this hilarious? You know what I mean? And right, it's right. like, I was just like, America, you're fucked. Because if you think, and there were so many articles like that about like, how are comics going to make fun of this? How are we going to make fun of this on TV? LOL, isn't it funny that Trump yeah. just won? And it's like, no, it's, <laughs> Not funny. It's not Whoa, funny. White supremacy. White supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not going to be funny for a long. Even if, even when Biden wins, if there's no tampering with the election, and nah, there's no not some tampering. sort of coup or whatever that Trump does. If any, if anybody is with him by that point, um, it's going to take so long. It's going to take so long to because struck to undo this shit. These are at the very foundations. You know, like this is since Reconstruction. Like this mm-hmm. appeasing of white supremacists of the South, of Confederate flags, of this bullshit, this appeasement, this handholding of white bullshit. <laughs> like, it's like well, yeah, see, what happens is we had a chance country. to smash out the racists in the Civil War. And they're like, all right, sorry, yes. guys. You want, okay, here, you can, we can let you have your little flag over here and we'll name yeah. some of these military st- in- installations after these people like Braxton Bragg that fought against, you know, people like William Sherman, who he knew personally before. But anyway... It doesn't, let's, it, it, I think, and there could yeah. be a second moment, right? Where like there, you know, there will be the coddling of Democrats to yes. Trump Republicans who have seen the light now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, we gotta be, no, you gotta be able, even though they fully showed their entire ass for four years <laughs> or however many years and they let everybody know what it was. Yes. Let's pretend. Susan Collins, Mitch yeah, McConnell. That, that That's not going to happen. How many? Hey man, Lindsey Lindsey Graham's a good friend of mine, man. He's a good friend. Oh a, my god, Lindsey Graham, you know, man. He's, about uh, face was hilarious. <laughs> um, that was hilarious. I mean, that was funny. 
Just and seeing it's people have no yeah. integrity. There were people are giving him credit for like disagreeing with the president on one thing. Um, yeah, because he had the the lukewarm take that the Confederate flag is bad for business. Right. Oh <laughs> my God! Give him the Nobel Prize, man. I never heard. <laughs> I never heard deep thinking like that ever in my life. Yeah. My God. And the oh and God. the thesis of that statement is that capitalism will fix all this, which yeah. is the exact opposite. Right. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's take one more break, and then we'll come back and run through a few of the stories real quick. And we're back. So Donald Trump is losing uh, support, according to recent polls uh, from Pew Research Center. Uh, he's losing support fastest in the 500 counties where the number of cases have been more than 28 coronavirus deaths per 100,000 people, which shouldn't be surprising. Uh, this may be the answer to the question I re- raised yesterday, like who voted for him in 2016 that won't now. It's like people who are dying or mm-hmm. seeing people who, who died or know people who died. Um, but uh, fortunately, the for his electoral chances, the president is doing the only thing he knows how to do, which is double down. And uh, in really like I, I don't know what sentence went through his mind that said the the way to win people back is to tell them they have to put their children in schools. To like where they can die in a problem that I created. Like that seems like the very that's where we're at. So yeah, because again, we're in such like that late stage of capitalism where it's just being like, yeah, I know before we used to be able to like come up with these fancy ways of talking about how we kill you. But now it's straight up like, look, um, (laughs) we can't get this shit going if our workers have to teach their kids at home. So in order for that to happen, you need to order you need to open these schools, which frees up my work and labor force to yeah. get their ass into these offices because I need to reopen and start making money. Like though it's so dark because there's nothing about this that has any concern for children. Like right. to well, your point, Charla, and look, what we see on the show, th- the problems in this country, the answer is either white supremacy or capitalism or both sometimes. Yeah. You get both in one. And this is clearly a capitalism uh problem because we the the fucking desire to reopen everything because of because economy because the alternative is to help people and you know maybe that but empathy costs money that that alternative just doesn't really hold up here and the way it's even the way he's even positing it right like he starts off by saying uh he's trying to even say that the the democrats want schools closed because they want to score political points he's saying yeah uh we hope that most schools are going to be open. We don't want people to make political statements or do it for political reasons. They think it's going to be good for them politically, so they keep the schools closed. No way. We're very much going to put pressure on governors and everybody else to open the schools to go get them open. It's very important. It's very important for our country. It's very important for the well-being of the student and the parents. So we're going to be putting a lot of pressure on open your schools in the fall. Yeah. Um, threatening funding, and, basically. I mean, other countries are opening their schools. Uh, and yeah, that's true. Ignoring Denmark, the fact, Germany. yeah, ignoring the fact that we are we have the worst outbreak in in the world. It's like he lit one of the schools on fire and is like, "You still have to go to school because the school down the street that I didn't light on fire is people are is going open there. and that's fine." Yeah. The whole and that th- seems yeah. to be fine. 
when you look at even those examples he cited, there are a lot of experts who are like rebutting that very specific take he had on the schools that are the or the countries that had schools beginning to reopen. And mind you, this was like with limited class size. They're doing a lot to even open. It looks nothing like back to 2019 shit. Um, they're saying a responsible strategy for reopening schools starts with controlling the community spread of COVID-19 through distancing and the use of face masks, as well as robust tracing, isolation and quarantining, as all countries that have opened schools without spikes in cases did before resuming uh, instruction. And we we have nothing like that. The, yeah. uh, the things I've heard about the tracing programs have been really lackluster. Not to say that these people aren't trying, but whatever it is, we're just not... There's just no leadership able no to leadership. do that. Yeah. Yeah. We've already talked a little bit about that Drudge Report article. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just the it you kind of have to read it. I don't want to go through it too much, but mm -hmm. just yeah. the the certainty that the person uh talking speaks with about the fact that basically the 2020 election is gonna cause a war because Trump will delay or cancel the election, the left will riot. Uh, Biden will win via mail-in ballots, uh, which he claims are constantly used to steal elections, but <laughs> have never been. Uh, and the right won't accept it, and they will riot. And either way, there's going to be a war. And the just calm certainty that uh, this writer has that uh, they have the moral high ground and the left is uh, part of a conspiracy funded by George Soros to what end isn't clear, but it just is funded by George Soros. Uh, he is just like, yeah, we're going to start killing everybody. And it, it kind of reminded me of that uh, cop in Wilmington, North Carolina, who left his body cam on while he was talking about yeah. indiscriminately shooting black people in the street. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how he can't wait. It's There's like a giddiness to it. It's yeah. fucking it's terrifying. Yeah, it's very scary. You know, that's why it would help to have laws, you know, that uh, like look at our police departments to make sure there aren't, you know, people on these race war murder fantasies working there. Uh, right. Or, or we can wait till we vote the right people in and then hope and pray that the bodies pile up high enough that it reaches their, you know, penthouse level of the yeah. building they live in. And they go, whoa, what was that? Right. Oh, something's going, uh oh, OK, maybe we'll do something now. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm, we're, I feel like it feels like the country is waiting for the election. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, this can't, this can't wait. You know, like the political will to do a lot of these things like needs to happen with or without Trump. And it's, it just feels like if people keep using Trump as this symbolism of like what's wrong with everything and him going away is going to be the end of what's wrong with everything. Like, um, I think Americans don't have like stamina when it comes to actually fighting because no, so much of this country hasn't had to do that for so long. Well, yeah, um, I mean, it's a country built on slavery. Yeah. So, so it's not like a lot of hard chill. work being done. Yeah. <laughs> real chill. Um, yeah. But I'm just like, it's going to take so much. It's going to take so much. Um, just wearing down our representatives that we have now who are useless <laughs> until, you know, like to make changes right now. I don't know why we have to wait months. People are going to be evicted. People are going to be out on the street now, you know? So I'm yeah. just like, what are we doing right now? I hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's no, I mean, it's, it's this thing where it's, it's about ignoring the, f that the house is burning down yeah. until you're that the hair even the like right now like the hairs on our arms are being singed by the yes. radiant heat of the yes. fire in the other room 
Yes. And it's so like, nah, it ain't that bad. It's like, sir, everything's fine. My America arm here, is... my arm hair is singeing from this heat. We have to. Do, it's it's in the next room. Yeah. What happens when it breaks through? And it's like, oh, I don't know, man. Fuck it. <laughs> we waited too long. Yeah, we are the everything's fine meme. This country. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I'm just like, but we have, v- but we have VR goggles on. So we're like, no, nah, I look pretty cool. Cause I got V I might, the house may be burning, but I have VR on and I am actually in Narnia right now. Yeah. And it's chill. <laughs> so what um, should we do Jack about this, uh, judge report article? I don't know. What? I, I, uh, I DM'd my, uh, friend Jason Pargin, uh, because he's like sort of a, you know, he comes from a conservative town and mm-hmm. I was just like, what, like, help me make sense of this? Like, what do you, uh, so I, I don't know what we can do, uh, yeah. other than just like be aware of it, read it and know that that, that is yeah. out there. And know that when I was just, what I was reading, skimming through, they're like saying his preferred scenario would be that the optics are that the Democrats stole the presidential election to yeah. inspire the will to rebel. Yeah. Uh, from people on the right. So. Right. Well, shit, this has been a great episode, uh, yes. Sharla. It's been wonderful having you on. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Um, I literally just deleted my Instagram this morning. Because <laughs> hey. I was like, I'd like some mental peace nowadays. It was actually like, to you. Yeah, it was yeah. like pretty hard, actually, which I feel is um, important to remember <laughs> that like... We're really yeah. attached, like genuinely attached to these things, and I and Stop I am, the doom and I was. Scrolling. Yeah, too much doom scrolling. Exactly. So if I got doom off. scroll. Check yourself. Yeah, I'm still on Twitter at Charlotte Larson. Sure, follow. <laughs> sure, follow me. <laughs> you know, I'm sure I'll tweet about the Judge, Judge Report, trying to get that shit <laughs> shut down or some something, or at least you know, you know, hey, say that just, it's a violation. Just articles it's a hate there. speech. Yeah, just right. putting it up there. That's what um, I do, you know. Yeah, so you can find me at, at Charlotte Larson. That's it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have is, any shows. I don't have anything. Is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Um, there was this tweet um by I think it was Bossip where this little <laughs> black this little black baby um stole snacks and then she when her mother catches her she pretends she's asleep. And that was, she's like just standing up holding the snacks and she closes her eyes and then it was so cute. And then finally she opens her eyes and she just laughs like, I'm cute. What are you going to do? And it's like, yeah, Uh, you're cute. Babies. (laughs) Yeah. Had some great baby recommendations. Straight up. I just found out about the, uh, the, uh, thank you baby who, who thanks. It's just super cut of him. thanking his mom for food. That is adorable the Aww. chubbiest cheeks in the history oh of i saw cheeks. that so cute yeah. i love it uh miles where can people find you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying oh man twitter instagram uh miles of gray and my other podcast 420 day fiance where we just you know get high talk about 90 day fiance check that out <laughs> uh, a new episode came out today um let's see a tweet <laughs> i like first one is from caroline moss at caroline moss Friendly reminder that phase three doesn't mean it's safer to go to the movies or get your nails done than it was in March. It just means that both the state and federal government don't care if you die doing it. Right. Noise. So keep that in mind. That's uh, real yeah, talk. Really, I mean, until I'll, I'll come out of my house when I hear about some tr- like real treatments that isn't hydroxychloroquine, yeah. like where that young 17-year-old girl died because her mom was like, Trump told me to get... Uh, Tragedies. 
unnecessary death. Um, and the other one I like is from at Jurassic Park to go. Uh, just yeah. great tweets from this account. Just all kinds of weird Jurassic Park updates. It's like a comedy bit. Uh, this one that I like, it says, warning, a T-Rex has been spotted wearing Joker makeup. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's a new account, right? I started seeing this pop up like maybe in the last three weeks, more and yeah. more and more. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Joined. Good. Well, actually, no. Joined July 2020. So super new. Yeah. Damn. Jurassic Park updates. We have developed a velociraptor that smoked cigarettes was another one I like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's all just. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, I really like this. Uh, thread Anna at very small Anna tweeted what's the thing you think everyone is exaggerating I'll start no way is everyone so afraid of fucking clowns uh, and then <laughs> some other ones that people uh, suggested were uh, I think everyone is exaggerating on being horny uh, and nobody dislikes the word moist until about five years ago now everybody claims they hate it <laughs> I think those are actually good uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what yes. are we going to ride out on today? Uh, this is going to be uh, just new vibes from Blockhead a great producer uh, makes a lot of the beats for Aesop Rock so if you're a big Aesop Rock uh, fan uh, Blockhead is typically the producer the reason I like Blockhead is that he's one of these producers who uses samples but he really does no proper musical training he just knows like how they work and I always think that's interesting when producers aren't using keyboards they're just like purely taking these palettes of sounds and just their intuition always guides them to fire tracks Uh, and this is a new one called what that dictionary do uh and it's a little it's upbeat uh and it's just a little again you know a little background music to keep the vibes going uh all right we're gonna ride out on that the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows uh that is gonna do it for this morning we'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we'll talk to you then bye bye, bye. 